John Carney. John, yeah. come on. Come on out here, John. Paging John Carney. Carney is off today, everybody. He's doing just fine, but he is taking the day off. I'm Julie Buck with Max Boise and Josh Gilbert. Nice enough to sit in today. We're going to keep you company until 3 o'clock. We're going to talk to Brendan Weesey. It is football mania over the weekend, so we're going to get to that in a little bit. We'll do a little Know the Show, give some gifts away, right, Max? That is absolutely correct. If you win on Know the Show today, you'll get a gift card to Grace Meat Plus 3, who is our guest for Restaurant Tuesday this week. And Tom O'Keefe talks movies. Max has got a movies giveaway. I do. uh, The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie called Mutant Mayhem. We'll be giving that away. Marshall Brain joins us from HowStuffWorks and MarshallBrain.com. Typically, he joins us on Thursday, but yesterday we did the Radiothon for Backstoppers. And money's still coming in, by the way, for the Backstoppers. And you can still go to KTRS.com and make a donation if you didn't happen to get around to it yesterday. So that's what we've got going on. We're going to check in with ABC towards the end of our program to talk about Trump and the defamation yeah, case. Yeah, the uh, trial is wrapping up. The, uh-huh. the defamation case between E. Jean Carroll and former President Donald Trump. Interesting stuff. Josh Gilbert. Josh Gilbert. Hi. How's it going? Good. How's life in Finland? Finland? Uh, you know, I've never called it that, but I think I will. I think it's kind of cute. I think I'll start. Um, you know, I'm going to get really sappy here for just a second. You're going to have another baby. No. Oh. And Max, tell me if you've ever had this experience. Okay. Drop him off at, at preschool today, and there's like windows in the hallway yeah. to look into the classrooms. And I pretend to walk away, and then I sneak back and I peek in because oh, I just wanna, I remember doing that. I just want to see what he's like when I'm not around. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I've totally done that back when he was in preschool, and it is something else to look through those windows and see him interacting with the teachers and the other kids, or handing someone a block or or something, or hitting just, someone with a block. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, thankfully, bit a couple happen. kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, he he's a biter. Huh? Yeah. 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 And he gets bitten too, though. So well, I think you know turn about around, fair play. Yeah. But it just makes your heart, you know, two sizes too big or three I, sizes. When I would drop my kids off at parents' day out or whatever at a church, at Ladue Chapel, they used to go there, hand over my heart. It was a wonderful little program. But I, of course, didn't spend the time wisely. I spent the time stalking my kids, making sure they had their coat on at recess. <laughs> Which you still do. I, and Wait, Julie's across the street with binoculars. I am. Um, that, yeah. oh. that was me. And one of my boys, Matt, would, would he'd be like, bye. And he'd like run over to the trucks and be sitting on the floor and playing with people. And Jack would make himself like kind of throw up, like kind of stick his... He was because he would get so upset that I was leaving. He was, he was a weird like, kid. I'm just like, no, he was so cute, so sweet. And I was just, ah, uh, and then that would send me you know, into a tailspin. But but the, someday your children will grow up know, and go away to college. I, I just had this moment leaving and the school this morning, and it was like I was saying to myself, I am this kid's world. Yeah. And someday he is uh, going to uh, slam his door to his bedroom and tell me that he hates me. So I really need to soak mm-hmm. it up now. 
You do. I was told the exact same thing that uh, because Oscar and I get along great, and and I mean the three of us. Were, he is going to hate you. That's what people tell me. <laughs> Not necessarily. He will They're slam all different. His door and say, "Dad, you're so dumb." And but I mean yeah. that hasn't happened. You don't get I, it. Right. Yeah. You're not my freaking dad. <laughs> but you guys are their dads. Well, so. yeah. That's interesting. just like me. Uh-huh. Well, there's nothing to do but, there, right? But the school has this thing uh, in the office. It's like, uh, you know, what was what was that movie with uh, William Baldwin and uh, Sharon Stone, Sliver? Yeah, Sliver. Why are you bringing up Sliver? Like a whole wall of television screens that have each classroom on it. Oh, so you can wa- like zoom oh in. Oh, that yeah. seems odd. No, I think it's great because you know, have you seen these videos yes. of these people throwing kids around at the daycare? <laughs> I love that that you could have security. They they could put it in classrooms too. Really, I don't know why they don't. You know, they've got it on the school buses now. They do. Yeah, my school uh, bus back in two thousand had a camera. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that they did. That, that. seems like a safety issue. I mean, what if somebody hacks that camera? Uh, oh, what are they looking at? <laughs> kids? I mean, that's the scary thing. They're all thing. clothed. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Just a just a scary world out there. And the internet uh, doesn't make it <laughs> any less scary in a lot of ways. On the Michael's Bath text line, 84126, from the 314, someone says, Every day, capital letters, my son would grab my leg and scream while I dragged myself to the door to leave. Then every day he would not want to leave to go home. I imagine that's from yeah. a preschool. right. You change, yeah, exactly. yeah. They they have so much. Uh, he fun. He doesn't want to get in his pajamas at night, but then he doesn't want to take them off in the morning. And it's like, yeah, you, know, you try to rationalize. I don't think that ends for a while because I got a text this morning that my brother. Yes, I have a brother that one of his boys. He was trying to get them ready for school this morning, and then didn't want to wear a certain shoe, and didn't want to wear the shoe with the pants that. And I think laying out the clothes the night before and make sure everybody's on the same page and having a plan. Did you kind of let them? Did yes. you do that in high school? Um, oh, high school for me was a whole different thing. But as a mom, I did that with my boys. I laid out their stuff the night before because I was like, "Here's how about this for tomorrow?" And they'd be like, mm, "Okay." This I mean, is what care. you'll look like, and you have right. the pants and right. the socks. I had a board, a fashion board, going <laughs> for every day. Um, they were dressed better than I ever was, but I, I, I will say that. The that yeah I I worried about that when I got home from school when I was in high school or middle school and I'd call like the the most famous girl in the class named Amy and I'd be like what are you gonna wear tomorrow I'm just wondering you know because I wanted to know like what I could try to rival with which nothing would have worked because she was just perfect at the age of twelve back in those days yeah yeah did she ever do this. Julie, we're all going to wear um, plaid jumpers. Uh-huh. So, and then you show up in your plaid jumper and they're not wearing Oh, my oh. gosh. No, but back in the day, there was something. And a lot of, I think, ladies, especially in the St. Louis area, if you grew up during the 80s and 90s, we went through a very tragic Laura Ashley phase. And speaking of jumpers, there were Laura Ashley jumpers that were like big baby bubble jumpers. And I know that if you wore them, you haven't forgotten about it because it was quite the scene. Unless you weighed like 83 pounds, you could kind of pull it off. It was still horrible. It looked like you were wearing baby clothes. But if you weren't in that category, it didn't do you any favors. 84126, that is our tax line <laughs> if you want to chime in. What am I Googling? Laura, Laura Ashley? Ashley Jumper. Jumper. It ain't good. While we're letting that cook for a minute, uh, let's talk football. What are your picks over the weekend, gentlemen? Oh, boy. You know, 
I want the Chiefs to win, but I don't think they will. And I'd like to see the Lions win just because they're the big underdog. Yeah, I see that. But I don't think that they will. So Chiefs-Niners rematch, which we just had just like four years ago, I think. Jimmy Garoppolo I would lost. love the Super Bowl to be Ravens-Lions. Yeah. That would be, I think, the best matchup. Because we had, uh, we had Ravens-Niners uh, 10 years ago, the Harbaugh Bowl. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, exactly, which was a fun game. And, but I just I think the Ravens are unstoppable. I know a lot of people here in St. Louis have adopted the Chiefs after the Rams left. I, I don't really care. I don't think that, you know, they've had a notable season just because of Tay-Tay, really. And I kind of feel like uh-huh. Mahomes has not really done it. My wife year. did the math, and apparently there's a, a concert in, in, like, Japan or something on the Super Bowl. Oh. So so she won't be there. She's be not going to be there. If they get there. If they get there. I would love the Lions. They've never been this far. And so this is incredible for the Lions already. So I, I'd love to see Ravens uh, Lions. You know, I would too. I just don't think they got the juice. There's, huh. there's not enough juice to get past the Niners. Well, so. I mean, I would personally love for the Chiefs to win because I just love watching them. And I have the Taylor thing has... I have to say it's pulled me in. I mean, I'm I'm kind of obsessed, and I really do want them it's to win. It's pulled so many people. Yeah. The, the ratings on TV have been nuts, and you've had so many younger women and little girls learning about the sport. I mean, it really, uh, Roger Goodell should be thanking her. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they should send Every, her a fruit basket at the very least. Everybody's complaining about Taylor Swift. Yep. The executives with the NFL love this. Yep. They do. They absolutely love this. And Brennan Weesey said the other day, he filled in when Guy was supposed to fill in for Heidi, but he was out. So Brendan filled in for Guy who was filling in for Heidi. I'm sorry, what? Exactly. So Brendan said, if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift is there, it will be the most watched thing on TV oh. ever. Yeah, I could see that. But mm-hmm. she won't be because she she's won't in Japan. Be. Yeah, and Japan. how fun will the Vegas and how wild will the Vegas Super Bowl be? Oh, it's in Vegas. Yes. Oh, baby. I know you missed out on that one, didn't you? Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I think that would be a total blast. But you know what? You Have you ever been to a Super Bowl? I've never been. Yes, I've you been have. many times. like well, 17. No, right. I, no, not 17. But I've been to several when my dad was doing them on CBS radio, and then I've been to a few with uh, the older bro. Who's You got a brother? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my Lord. I just Googled these jumpers. <laughs> I <Right>? know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Picture yeah. Julie wearing that. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Like my wife always wants to go, has always wanted to go to the Olympics and attend the Olympics. I think that that would just be such a headache, a mess, a mess. I mean, the Super Bowl. This sounds so rude and privileged and all those things, and I'll and I'll take the hit on that. And it is fun, like all the ancillary things going around, and go. You go to all the events and the NFL or the parties or the NFL honors and you know whatever it might be. Very cool experience. So much fun. And, of course, in my experience, I I haven't had to – I've been in a pretty good spot going into it to begin with. But by the time you get there at 10 a.m. and you go to the concert and you go to the – I mean, just for me personally, I enjoy actually watching the game on TV because I have a personal interest in how the announcers sound. So – and you I've don't heard get to from do many that. people who've gone to the Super Bowl and paid, you know, they mortgaged their house so they could go that it's not as much fun as watching it on television because the NFL has the television 
down to a science as mm-hmm. far as you know making it really interesting and fun and all the commercials that you do miss out being there and so because i've heard that from multiple people before julie buck i have no interest in going to a super bowl until the Dolphins, the Dolphins are playing. Because yeah. I then will, you will go? I yes. will sell whatever I have Don't to sell. Really? So I can go. Don't hold your breath. Um, wow. But I don't like watching a football game at a bar. I want to hear, like you said, Julie, I want to yeah. hear the announcers. I want to hear the the game progress and, yeah. and listen to find out what they're saying. My mom and I were in a taxi cab on the way to the Super Bowl game. This is a million years ago in Miami, actually. And we had gone to all the stuff the and Dolphins the parties. No, oh, I think oh, that wow. Miami was just hosting it. And I think Kathy Lee Gifford was singing the anthem. <laughs> and we were on our way to was the stadium. And my mom was like, do we want to do, do this or just try to go to the airport, you know, at the time and, and just go home? And so we just left and went home. Isn't that kind of rude? What? I know. And I was like, yeah, let's just go home. Where'd you guys go? I know, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and then you had like Hank Stram, God love him, who would... Who would sell his two seats, and so you'd have these strangers sitting next to you because and you weren't supposed to. Like CBS would give you two seats, and then you, uh, each guy Hank would get would two sell seats. them. He would sell them to like a random guy. Well, I mean, God love him. Top dollar. I know, I know, but it is fun, and I think as this texture is pointing out on the Michael's Baths text line at seven eight five, the Super Bowl is all about ad revenue and online betting. Tay Tay is helping with both. Absolutely oh, yeah. true. Totally. I mean, she is. But if they break up, what's the fallout going to be? And who's going to take the hit? Mm. NFL fans don't care who their players are dating, so it doesn't affect Apparently, Travis or the they do. team. No, NFL fans, not oh, Taylor fans. fans. Yeah. NFL fans. Right. It doesn't affect Travis or the league at all if they break up. And does it affect her? No, because she gets to write a record about it. Everybody wins. Oh, that's true. But we should all take right. a break. Let's okay. do that. All right. Wait. Before we go to break. On the final show of the Japan leg of the tour is Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Tokyo time. Yes. So they're way ahead of us. She could make it to the Super Bowl the next day. The next day. Well, I guess she could. I don't think the Concorde flies anymore. But I mean, after a three-hour show, putting in all that work, I don't know. Well, she's young and in shape. He would probably say to her, don't worry about it. Sleep. Get your beauty rest. You're my beauty, right. Tay-Tay. Yeah. He calls her Tay. I don't know if you saw that on the podcast. All right. If she leaves at midnight, okay, work out JST the, time. Okay, you work out the math while we play flight, some commercials. She'd be in Vegas by 10 a.m. Name that band, Josh Gilbert, to win a gift card to... Uh, to Grace Meeting 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. If you don't know it, you don't know it. Is this that Ice Spice? No, it's a good guess, though. But it's wrong. Doja Cat? That's also a good guess. But still wrong. How do you know who this is, Julie? Because I know Max Boise. We spend 15 hours a week together of quality time here on the Carney Show. Is that Miley? No, this is is a South Korean K-pop group called New Jeans, one word. Oh, wow. And they do McDonald's campaigns, and they played uh, uh, Lollapalooza this year. New Jeans. uh, New Jeans. They did the New Year's Eve, Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve thing. Wasn't there a a band in the 80s called New Shoes? Yeah. Do you remember them? In in you. Yeah. Like New New Shoes with a Z. 
Yeah. New shoes. New shoes. Uh, the text line, the Michaels Baths text line, 84126, says, I like the Julie slash Max slash Josh dynamic. Thank you, Texter, and enjoyed that for the next half an hour because Josh has another show he has to go I to. I got other things to do. You are in demand, my friend. People chiming in about the Laura Ashley jumper and how tragic it was from the 314 on the Michaels Baths text line. Oh, no, Julie, I wore a solid yellow one. And a white one with large red sleeves. Ugh. Yeah, I know. We all, you know what? We all made our mistakes, but at least, and then I would wear that stuff that people thought was cool. My girls in my class, that was like the thing to wear were these awful jumpers. (laughs) And then I would take it and I thought, well, this is so cool. I'm going to wear this like somewhere where the Cardinals go into another city, like to LA or something. And I looked like, a 95-year-old woman at, like, 16. And it was, like, it was something off of, like, Sister Wives or was, something. Was that the point, though? Uh, no. Uh, maybe at my high school I just didn't get it because we weren't allowed it. to dance. We weren't, you know. Well, we then that was the point. I they, guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was nothing revealing about this. I mean, in fact, it went the other way and made it look like you should be churning butter. <laughs> well, I have seen, like, memes that point this out. You look at... You talk about the 80s, and and it's hard to look back. Oh, I can't believe we wore that in the 80s. It was right. the era of day glow and big shoulder pads and everything. But you look back and watch, you know, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. You watch an episode of Friends. Fashion really hasn't changed that much in the last 30 years. I mean, there's still stuff that Ross wears on that show that would look completely appropriate today. For men... I think women's fashion evolves more so than than men. And the hairstyles, I mean, I feel like I'm wearing some version of the Rachel still. still. I mean, I don't know. Okay, but but put that in the context of watching something in the 80s or the 70s. Right. Like if your hair was crimped. Right. If your hair was, you know, you had a, a scrunchie and a you know, and leg warmers on, it would be a whole other thing. I think all the outfits on Friends could still be worn today and no one would bat an eye. But if I walked in here with a, a velour leisure suit, who was the guy on, I'd pay extra. on WKRP that wore the terrible Herb suits? Herb Tarlick? Yeah. 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 If I yeah. walk in like Herb Tarlick, you guys are all going to be like, what in the world? But strangely, if Carney did, nobody would bat an eye. <laughs> well, he does. I mean... Yesterday, he had on a purple sweater, a crazy shirt with a purple design on it. And then he let the cat out of the bag that he had a tie on underneath, but you couldn't even see it. He did? Yeah. He had a tie underneath there. Why is he wearing a tie? I, I don't know. I guess because we had guests in the studio for the Radiothon. There are a lot of texts on the text line, and we love it. 84126. Chime in at any moment. Um, these airwaves are yours. We'd love to get to know what you think. Uh, I, and I, there's so many different subjects going here because of our uh, our conversation <laughs> that I don't even know. Okay, let's go back to Tay-Tay just for a second. Okay, I know that the boss Only is cringing. Only a second. But just for a second. So Josh did the math. We promised the math. Go ahead, lay it out if she can make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So she's got a concert Saturday night in Tokyo at 6. Concerts are three hours long. After the show, she gets on a jet, flies 12 hours Going, you know... Backward in time. East, going backward in time, she would land... Technically, she would land in Las Vegas at around 11 p.m. that same night. 
which is weird Wait, enough. The, so the night before the Super Bowl. The night before yes, the so Super Bowl. So she would Bowl. effectively travel back in time because she is Taylor Swift. She can do that. I yes. mean, it kind of is so <laughs> on brand, right? It kind of tracks. And then she could get, uh, you know, an even better night's sleep. If she probably already. And then she'll probably win the slots, and then it just yes. keeps happening yes. for her. This doesn't have to gamble. She's a billionaire. This is why I say that that we hate her. Oh, uh, I, I've come full circle though. Well, no, I'm sorry. I've Hate done, is a strong word. I've done a 180. I, I now really like her, but I used to to really groan because she had it all. It was the reason why we hate the teacher's pet. Mm. It's like, oh, for crying out loud! Oh, oh, now she's she's dating Travis Kelsey now. Oh, for crying out loud! You know, I, I don't. I don't really, begrudge her. Yeah, I that. don't. I've never. I know that she has a lot. Of haters out there, like she's tall hey, and beautiful. Funny. I don't get it. I don't. And she's got uh, number one albums. So is that what just and she's, she's nice? And it's just oh, no. I think it's on. because she's so nice and seems to really care about her fans. That a lot of these young girls, they really believe in her and follow her, and they want to be kind because of her. Most her is it mostly men that don't like her? No, I think there's there was probably women that. I think that everyone's come around. 84126, if you are a woman and you don't like Tay-Tay, let us know why. I don't think she has haters anymore. Oh, she does a lot. Of course she does. She's in the public eye. It just comes with it. Um, somebody on the 314, back to the jumpers. What kind of jumper? A Laura Ashley bubble jumper. Ooh, I had one that was purple with aqua blue polka dots on it it was smashing i mean max if you think about it it was pretty embarrassing when we were kids we would wear jeans and flannel shirts oh, oh wait, wait a minute that's, that's what, what we wear now right now <laughs> my my boston boys wear flannel shirts and jeans that's, that's like the grunge wear. look yeah. this is my point i'd like started this in, when i was 15 and i've just yeah. the last 30 years fashion <laughs> hasn't changed that much it just much. stopped right yes. there. for guys yeah. yeah i mean i think i don't know I think it's a little it's a little different for the guys than it is for the ladies. From the 618, hey, Josh, great hearing you in this time slot. Uh, I have a crazy question. I haven't read the other part of this. Um, they want to know uh, about something about your wife and Caesars and hair dryers. Oh. Does that ring any bells for what? you? <laughs> You're well, going to Vegas. Didn't you, did you say uh, it's... Hey, Josh, great hearing Caesars. you in this time slot. Whenever you can, I have a crazy question. Can you please tell me more of anything that would be useful to my trip to Vegas? You told me a couple places to eat yesterday. Oh, yeah. This is a crazy question. Do you and your wife know if Caesars have hair dryers? <laughs> You're only taking um, backpacks, and so I'm not taking yes, hair dryers Yes, they have hair dryers. Me. I can yes. answer that for you. Yes. My son talked me into not bringing regular luggage to save money. Her kids are bringing her to Vegas. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fun. It is. And she was asking uh, places. If you go. can get your life down to a roll-on bag, more power to you. I've I've done it recently, and I got to do more of it because it is a game changer with traveling. If you can do it, I always check because I don't want to do the whole five ounces of this, five ounces uh, of that. I feel like it's become more lenient than it used to be. Now, I will say that well, I put you're all pre-checked. Oh, honey, I am pre-checked. So, I got to do that. You got to do clear that. clear and TSA. Yeah, I got it My all. dad's got the same thing. He just walks right in. You walk like, in. It is Although, a, wait, the last time I went to the airport, though, the line for pre-check was just as long as the line for regular. And then you feel like a jerk if you have clear and you're just <laughs> butting in front of, like, two people. And you're like, excuse me. So then you just are like, well, let's just not use it. I've, I can't understand, Max, help me explain. Explain this to me. Yep. How some third party could just waltz into the airport and say, we're going to set up a booth here. 
and they wear and they wear cute little plaid blue and white shirts, and I think it's worth doing. I want to go. It's weird. Yeah, I want to go set up my my own third party. I always feel like you don't know these people. <laughs> like yeah, just, like the like, TSA pre-check goes through the government. Yeah. Who's the clear people? Well, they have pictures of my eyeballs, and that's what my <laughs> and my sons, I signed them up for it and I thought this is like a gift to you that I'm paying for I this. I thought you were paranoid about stuff like that. Not but anymore. If it gets, they have if it, it gets me on the airplane earlier. If it makes my life more convenient, I'll take that. You can have risk. a spit sample. Exactly. You can have my blood. <laughs> yeah, if I don't have to wait in line. Take it all. And I don't use it care. For whatever you want. Yes. Uh from the 314, I somehow have the same baggage whether it's one night or one week. Me too, and it's not good. We need to pare it down and remember that there are Walmarts in other cities. If we forget something, God forbid, or maybe if you're at a hotel, they'll even give you a free toothbrush if you happen to forget it. But that's usually not the problem. It usually comes down to the shoes, is what I would think, and the stuff that Josh was talking about, measuring it out. All right, it is 1241 on the Big 550. Let's take a break and come back with more. It's the Big 550 KTRS, the talk of St. Louis. I'm Julie Buck with Max and Josh and Brendan Weesey getting ready to join the fold here. A couple of things from the 618 on the Michael's Bath text line. Thanks for talking about pre-check service. My whole family got it recently. I will use mine next week. Thanks. Well, you're welcome. I didn't invent it. I'm just (laughs) passing it along. And I say get all the help you can because traveling is a nightmare these days. Just the getting there. But once you get there, you're fine. And my wish to you, dear listener, is that you are going somewhere warm with a ton of sunshine and you have a great time. So let us know about that. In the meantime, we check in with our sports director, Brendan Weesey. What is going on? Football mania. What is sunshine? Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I ordered the light on Amazon, the seasonal <laughs> depressive disorder situation light. This has been here for like three days. I, mean, yeah. I said yeah. the other day, I feel like we're living in a vampire movie and that is <laughs> oh, cool. kind of... No, it's not yeah. cool. Oh, it it's, no, it's like a, like a Jack the Ripper movie. Oh, yeah, London. exactly yeah. what we talked about yeah. the other day. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, the sun. You remember what that is? They'll be seeing some of that at the Super Bowl in Vegas. I would imagine. I would think so. That's a pretty safe bet. But a couple of hurdles to get there first. We were talking about was it last week or earlier this week? Vegas this time of year, you, you fall into this trap of oh man, great, let's go out there. It's the desert, going to be eight. Not necessarily it's like fifty, cold. but yeah, I'll take that it's, over it's, this. Maybe better than we're, we've got light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe fifties and sixties next week. Just a little, just a little tease there on the weather. Well, front. all I can say is our our mutual friend. Heidi Glaus nailed it with her vacation this year because she missed two ice storms. Two ice storms. Good for her. Wow, that's right. I know. Good plan. Follow Heidi's advice, not mine. I got a a real quick question. I know why you play uh, the Andy Griffith theme. Yes, because it's the Record Scratch Carney show. Right. Why don't you ever play Happy Days? I don't know. The Happy Days thing. Poor Brendan. Just because the guy has red hair doesn't mean that we... I mean, why not play the theme to Chucky? Well, I mean, I don't know. He Does wasn't Opie in, in Happy Days. No. It's got to be Opie. Yeah, he likes to say no. that Opie grew up and now does sports for us. Brendan <laughs> has formally about Richie requested. Richie Cunningham grew up. Yeah, if, uh, he has formally requested on the show to stop playing that and I'm play something forced. like Foo Fighters or something. Let's or I think do that. Foo Fighters. And Carney says no. Right, and then Carney says no. So. <laughs> well, we don't have to do what he says. Yeah, he's not here, Max. I, actually, I, I mean, I've never made that request. I think Max is making things up at this point. Do you point, even like but... the Foo Fighters? Not necessarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, think I, dream- I, you you might have, I think you might have you might have dreamt that. Um, 
But I'm a, I'm in Max's camp in terms of music. I, I'm a '80s, yeah. '90s kind of pop music guy. So, so what's so your walk up? Spice Girls. Or yeah. Something. What's the walk up song? Walk up song. Well, I mean, you, you hear uh, on my show. I I do Tears for Fears. That is, is yeah. kind of our. Let um, it out. Shout no, shout. Thanks for listening. To rule the world. Okay, oh, yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. song. Um, so that would probably be it. Um, and I've fallen into this uh, finding these um, these bands from like five to ten years ago that play this, this 80s synth pop that is it's relatively new do you guys know the band the midnight Ooh. no check out the midnight especially max yeah. because if you are into 80s synth pop type of sound the midnight is awesome i don't even know what it awesome. means sports 80s synth pop. weather 80s synth <laughs> pop. what doesn't brendan know is that like where they just you know really Tweak the vocals? Not necessarily. No, so it's, it's just, just it's, it's a synthesizer. Okay. That they used in the 80s. It wasn't necessarily like a real, I mean, it, it, it gets criticized piano. because it's not necessarily like a real musical instrument, right? Whenever so I it kind of gets yeah. criticized a little Whenever bit. Whenever I think of it, what's that song? I just can't get enough. Oh, yeah. I just can't get do, 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 do. The Pesh Mode. Oh, oh there you is? go. No. You wow. like Depeche Mode, Brandon? Not necessarily, that was, that no. That was Depeche oh. Mode? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that must have been before they got really... Okay, so this is your walk-up music? Was, was that the midnight? Yeah. Oh, here we go. This is it. And we, we run this on, uh, this is one of our bumps on the show. This is their best song. Are you sure this was in the 80s? I feel like it's straight out of Elmo, St. Elmo's Fire. It's, oh, it's yeah. awesome. Rob Lowe awesome. playing the saxophone. It's definitely on purpose. They're trying to evoke oh, right. that Absolutely. Boys Absolutely right. Thing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. right. Well, we'll I mean, we can change. Fun. Max, you can make an executive decision. You have the power oh, well, we'll to see. change Brendan's walk-up. Next Thursday when Brendan's on, I'll play. Uh, Carney's not going to be happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, Max, gotta, that's just a whole lot of things <laughs> to get fixed back. Andy Griffith thing, Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk sports. Yeah. Uh, everybody's uh, seems more hyped than usual. About football. Is it because we're in Missouri and it's the Chiefs? Is it because the Lions haven't won in so long and people are loving the underdog story? What's happening? But, it, I mean, is it really more than usual? I feel like, I feel like the, it is. the NFL has been the one product, be it television, be it sports, be it TV news. It is invincible to any type of decline in viewership. And... Not only that, it's been the one product that continues to go up. I mean, we talk about all of these other, I mean, even, you know, sports TV ratings. I mean, it, it, if, if you are a network, that's the one product you look for because it's live. You don't, you're not necessarily going to uh, DVR it. You're not going to fast yeah, forward through point. commercials. Yep. So it's the one product that everybody wants. But baseball, basketball. Golf, all of these products have seen their television ratings take a nosedive, except for the NFL and college football to a certain extent has seen their numbers go up. But we just saw this past weekend the Chiefs-Bills game was the highest rated divisional playoff game ever in the history of television. It's the highest rated game ever. That is absolutely wild. Do you Have, have you got a, a kind of your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the world of commercials for the Super Bowl? Not yet, uh, but I got to imagine they are uh, through the roof in terms of pricing, Cost. right? Seven million dollars for thirty seconds. Going back to the, oh, I have that. Going back to the matchups, do you think 
the Chiefs can make it in because of the so-called script that the NFL has? The or NFL you, script, right? Yeah, or do you think the Ravens are actually going to do it? I mean, I, I, I'd ride with the Chiefs until they show us that they can't win at this time of year. That was a big moment last week. I actually, you actually saw some of Mahomes' wide receivers make some plays that they've been incapable of doing for much of the season. Baltimore's favored. They're favored by four. That's so not much. technically the better team. It's not much. Certainly not. Um, it's strange to see. I don't know if you saw the, the finalists for the NFL MVP None of the five are named Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore quarterback, is on there. Uh, Two members of San Francisco's backfield in there, both Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, are finalists for the MVP. But uh, when it comes to Chiefs-Ravens, it's it's, the early game Sunday as well, which... um, CBS gets the Super Bowl, so so Fox, they're gifted the the late semi-primetime game, so those numbers will be huge, but... I, I can't imagine the numbers for Chiefs Ravens will be much lower. I mean, it'll, it'll be massive. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, I think it it covers uh, some some good uh, territory as far as the country and what your teams. I mean, look at just in St. Louis. I mean, we don't have a team. I don't know if you heard, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a lot of people interested in the Chiefs game. Why? Well, I guess I did. I mean, you, your point of people are more excited about football than normal. Maybe that's locally here in Maybe St. It Louis. Is. Um, I did see. Was St. Louis the third or fourth top market for the Chiefs game last weekend in the in the entire country? So uh, did we, that kind of beat Kansas City. I doubt. <laughs> we, I doubt that. Did we have better viewership here than we do in Kansas City. <laughs> but it does shoot down the narrative that St. Louis is a baseball right. town. Nobody hears about football here, which right. is so which stupid. is goofy. Um, and again, maybe that's been the case the last few years as people that were you know were still angry about the Rams, but this this. This town loves football. As Martin says, hate the league, love. I think he says, hate the league, love the sport. That's uh, that's a pretty good way to go about it. Let's talk uh, Cardinal baseball, getting ready for players to head down and at least kind of get things started with the catchers and the pitchers, right? Getting a little closer. They're, um, they're. There's still moves to be made here. We had Benji Molina on the show last night. Did you 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 met Benji? Was that the first I got time to you met? meet Benji Molina here at the Big Five Fifty yesterday. He is the world's nicest, he is such salt of the a earth, nice guy, sweetest human being. I forgot I was doing a radio show. We got into a conversation, and I was like, "Oh!" And Max is like, "Julie, hello." So I had to go running back down the hall to get back on well, the air. We did 25 minutes on the air last night. I feel like there was another 20 or 25 minutes that's on the cutting room floor because you, he's you know, just such we're, a nice guy. We're, we're talking about. I mean, he loves baseball. He knows so much about it, and it's just fun to talk to talk baseball with uh, with Benji Molina. But I mean, his point is, hey, you can still use some help in the bullpen. And this bullpen has got some holes. And they still need to find a way and, and, and still find an answer for that. I guess the good news from a Cardinals perspective, the rest of the division still not all that impressive. The Dodgers play in the West. The Braves play in the East. They're both spending a ton of money. But the Cardinals sit here in the Central Division without big money being spent anywhere else. So I, the, the Cardinals are still going to be right there coming off arguably their worst season in the modern era of I baseball. mean, it really is. I know. I know. But we're ready to turn things around. Yes, ready yes. to turn the page for sure. Um, talk Blues for a bit? Well, they've won three straight. That was coming off a three-game losing streak. They're on the road one more time tonight in Seattle after a couple Canadian um, 
stops where the Blues uh, won both of those games. So they've got a, a shot at a perfect road trip tonight. They're playing some good hockey. And, and it, again, at the very least, it's it's entertaining hockey. Now, I, I recall saying that a few times the first month of the season before things went south and ultimately cost Craig Berube his job. But um, they, they certainly show signs of a team that – could cause their opponents some problems. They're uh, they they play a fun brand of hockey. They're they've got they've gotten good goaltending as of late, and they've seen the emergence of guys like Jake Neighbors, who is I believe second on the team right now in goals, which is sort of hard to believe. He's had a real breakthrough for this team. So um, a chance for four straight tonight, and then they're back at home Sunday against the Kings. They beat Vancouver, who is like the best team in the league, right? Which right. is fun. And you look at the standings and crunch the numbers. They're not out of the playoffs. Oh, certainly not. They're right there on the cut line for yeah, the playoffs I, if they started today. I always I say we start making trade deadline moves, right? You, well, if you're a Blues <laughs> fan, you almost hope that – because I don't know if there's moves to be made to better your team for right now. But if you're a Blues fan and you want to see them in the playoffs, you almost hope that if you're Doug Armstrong, you just stand pat. Yeah. You don't make any moves to break this particular team up. But I wonder, and we had Luke Korak on the show last night who covers the Blues for NHL.com, and you can hear that interview if you go to the KTRS app right now. But, um, you know, he brought up the point of, you know, could we see some sort of hybrid of do you still maybe move a piece or two to try to account for the future but still say, hey, we're still on target. We can still make the playoffs, still do some damage. Uh, because this this team is still, they're a ways away from being where they want to be. Maybe they're you know, still a few years away. So you don't want to move any young parts for a, a rental, a two- or three-month rental. But maybe you're still able to get younger while at the same time shooting for uh, a run of the playoffs. So we'll see. All right. Sounds good. And uh, St. Louis City SC, as we wrap up the hour? They played Nashville just a few minutes ago in their first preseason game, played Nashville to a 2-2 draw. And uh, we'll have reaction to that coming up tonight, St. Louis Soccer Weekly at 6 o'clock. All right. We will be listening for sure. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Julie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And thank you, Josh Gilbert, for sitting in for Carney. We appreciate it for sure. Coming up next hour, we're going to play Know the Show right after the top of the hour. And we've got really good gift cards. Right, Max? Race meat plus three. You can... The Big 550 KTRS, the talk of St. Louis. It's 111. It is Julie Buck and Max Foisy with you. Luis is over on phones. And here is our number. We're going to play Know the Show. But you got to call in to win. The number is 314-931-5877. Again, that's 314-931-5877. We'll ask you some questions. They're multiple choice, by the way. We want you to win. Because Max has some fabulous prizes for you. Oh, let me help it if I turn my mic on. That's right, Julie Buck. We have fabulous prizes. On Tuesdays, we have restaurants in for a segment we like to call Restaurant Tuesday. And they give us gift cards. And on Fridays for another show, we give those gift cards away. And so today, we have gift cards to Grace Meat Plus 3, which is a really fantastic place. Uh, I love their fried chicken. I actually ate that bouquet of chicken. The whole thing? The whole thing. And it was really good. Oh, my gosh. It was good. That's for sure. The number 314-931-5877. 
Luis will take your call, put you on hold, and we will play the little game. In the meantime, yes. Uh, let me talk to you for a second about your banking situation. And if it's a situation and you're not happy with your bank, or you feel like they really could be doing better, then why not go to Triad Bank? The best in town. If you were listening yesterday, you heard Jim Regna on our air. We were talking for quite some time about how he can help local businesses and if other banks have told you no in the past with your business idea or maybe you need a small personal loan or you're buying a house. He says, come see him. Come see his people at Triad Bank and they will take excellent care of you. They've got two locations. One is just west of 270 on Olive and the other one is at Clayton and Lindbergh and they pride themselves on being really nice people. And how nice was he, Max, to bring us some money yesterday. He brought us money. The first guest I can ever remember who gave us cash. Yep. Was it, well, yeah, it was cash. That's cash. true. Yeah, that's cash. cash. All right. yeah. I mean, roll of pennies is still cash. Very generous, very kind, and we thank him and for being a part of the Backstoppers Radiothon, even a bigger deal. So Jim Regna and the crew, they're live and local just like we are. Go in and see them for all of your banking needs. All right, let's go back to Know the Show, shall we? And let's Absolutely. play our let's little game. To, let's see who to talk to first. How about Patty? Hello, Patty. Hi. Um, How you doing? Hello. How you doing? Fine. Fine. What's on the docket for the weekend, Patty? Uh, nothing yet. <laughs> well, I hear you. I feel like with this weather, it's just like getting up and taking a shower is a win. Yeah, uh-huh. it is. You're right. <laughs> it really is. All right. Have you been listening this week to the program? Yes. Oh, and good. I called in yesterday and got through, but I did not win. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we've got um, some good stuff for you to win. So let's first have you answer this question. Yesterday, okay. we joined forces with a ton of KTRS sponsors to raise money to benefit what amazing cause? Is it a? Oh, oh. Oh, no. Go ahead. Um, backstoppers. Yes, backstoppers. you're right. You didn't even need the multiple Woo-hoo. choice. Patty is a winner. She's got a gift certificate to Grace Meat Plus 3. We'll keep the game going and give more stuff away. Stand by, Patty, and Luis will get all your information and tell you how to pick up your prize. Let's go to Mike. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Uh, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. What are your plans for the weekend, Mike? Uh, A little work around the house back from Punta Cana, so Mm. we're doing a little... Yeah. So you're in there with the Heidi Glaus timing of things as far as... I was gone the exact same week. Oh, my ah. gosh. That's so funny. And you missed the ice storms, so I'm sure you were super yep. happy about that. Super happy, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, you nailed it on the timing for sure. If you, I did. Yeah, you did. All right, let's answer this question correctly, and we've got a gift card for you. Um, this should be really easy if you've been listening. Uh, Jim Regna of Triad Bank came on the show to support Backstoppers yesterday, and he brought us each... A little gift. What was it? Was it A, Triad Bank pens, B, $100 bills, or C, an autographed roll of pennies? Autographed roll of pennies. You got it. (laughs) Way to go. Thank you so much, Mike. Hang on the line. Luis will get your info. If you want to play Know the Show, 314-931-5877. And we've had two winners so far. We have room for one more. So let's talk to Andy. I don't know if this is from Hats and Stuff or not. Hi, Andy. Andy? My name is Randy. Oh, hello, Randy. Randy. Well, your caller ID says Andy, but we'll call you Randy. How you doing? 
I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Uh, I'm good. Really good. Are you going to go over to Mike's house and help him with the home improvement duties this weekend? Mike's house. No, I'm not going to go help him. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You're going to listen to your radio, listen to Girl Talk on Saturday, all that Max on movies, all yeah. that fun stuff. All right, so we've Watch got to... the playoffs. Oh, who, who are you, you rooting for? Who you got? Kansas City. Yes. And San Francisco. Okay, yeah, those are pretty much our two teams here on the Carney Show because Carney is, you know, from the Bay Area, yes. as he likes to point out. And of course, it's, um, we don't need to point out why we're for the Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Uh, on Tuesday, our restaurant was Grace Meat Plus Three. What does the plus three stand for? Three meats, three drinks, or three sides? Three sides. You got sides, it. And you're going to get those three sides for free. And the Randy. meat. And you're going to get the meat, Randy. <laughs> we got it all for you. Thanks for listening to the Carney Show. We certainly appreciate that. All of our winners. Uh, it's always fun to do on a Friday to give stuff away. We kind of live for it here at the Big 550. Let's take a break and come back with more right here. see what's going on in other places with sunnier weather, I would imagine. I'm kind of obsessed with that. A special guest. Oh, yeah. Tom O'Keefe from Real Spoilers is here a little early today, and thank you for coming in. Hello. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the program. Feel free to let us know what you think about things. Okay. I mean, to a certain degree. Okay. I, know I was you, like, okay, hang no, on, here you, we go. You have really strong opinions, I first know First things first. <laughs> uh, Max is going to kick things off with an Austin Butler story. Yeah, so Austin Butler made some viral news back when he hosted SNL because he still sounded just like Elvis Presley. He was nominated for Best Actor for his yeah. role in Baz Luhrmann's movie Elvis. I know he had worked with a dialect coach to get that voice down, because everybody Or does. as the late, great Mike Shannon would say, a derelict coach. But go on. <laughs> Everyone does an impression of Elvis, but his was very good. In I movie. was in London for a week in December, still calling it a lift. Right? Yeah. Hello. I mean, it's, well, it's, yeah. Like, it's like Madonna. I mean, she yeah. affected that <laughs> accent as well. So Austin Butler, you know, everybody kind of made fun of him because he still sounded like Elvis. Uh, you know, no harm, no foul. Who cares? Again, he was nominated for, for an Oscar. Well, he was filming the second part of Dune, Dune Part 2. Right. And the filmmakers came up for to him, and they were like, you're supposed to be like this space god or whatever. You sound like Elvis Presley. He had to hire another dialect coach. Or as the old, late great Mike Shannon would say, a derelict coach. To get him to not sound like Elvis. So did he use the coach to get his old voice back? I wonder or if get, it's the same guy or a different or guy. Or get a third voice back. And here, it, A so third, he, I would imagine. Here's the thing I've always thought was interesting about space, spacey movies. Like Dune and Star Wars, right? Uh-huh. If a character comes up, if you get Obi Wan Kenobi, right, and he comes up and he's speaking in an English accent, you think nothing of it, uh-huh. right? But if all of a sudden somebody was like, "Come here, let me tell you about the Force," <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I'm going to give you some learning it about some Jedi mind tricks. You'd be like, work. "Why are they talking like right, that?" Right? Yeah, it doesn't but, really work. You know, no. I. All I can think about with the Austin Butler story is it must have been really hard to thank this coach when they were done. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't say thank you very much. Um, I very much appreciate you. Taylor Swift might be considering legal action after pornographic deep fakes of her started going around Twitter or X, if you call it that. 
And they're depicting her wearing Kansas City Chiefs garb. Well, what's and they wrong were... with wearing Chiefs garb? Well, no, that, that's not the problem. That's not the pornogra- um, pornography. 22 million times it has been viewed on the World Wide Web. And Swifties have been trying to counteract it and drown it out with positive posts about their icon containing the words like Taylor Swift and AI. Jennifer Lopez is producing an animated Bob the Builder movie with an actor named Anthony Ramos as oh, the lead. Great. Yep. And he was in Hamilton. He was in, oh, I just watched him in something else. And he was very good. Oh, uh, Dumb Money. But the big news here is that Bob's full name is being chaired, changed to Roberto because it's going to have a Latin twist to it, which I think is brilliant. But there was already a Bob the Builder type show with a Hispanic character really yeah well i'm trying to remember that was miguel maybe but there was there was like a. I remember when my son was that age bob the builder was everywhere and like there was like there was like a hispanic version too yeah well we'll see j-lo's behind this project so i'm sure she'll have it all figured out um we learned a few things about our friend dolly parton this week and i say that in jest because i do love her but no we're not really friends she has a dog fashion show coming out on cbs so you got, she's got that. She's got her own Duncan Hines mixes out in grocery stores. Her husband got a kick out of that Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfit. I bet he did. And her go-to <laughs> Taco Bell order. She said that she and her husband love to go to Taco Bell on date nights. Imagine Dolly Parton at Taco Bell. She off, she uh, orders a Taco Supreme in a soft shell a Mexican pizza, an order of rice and beans, and she says she gets the mild sauce because she doesn't like it getting too hot and ruining everything. <laughs> I think having that kind of money, you know how like when <laughs> when somebody's like super conservative and at some point it almost loops back around and becomes super liberal and you can go the other direction too. Like I think it's like that with money. Money. Like, at, like at some point you have so much money that you're like, let's just go to Cracker Barrel. I right. Think, I think Jerry Seinfeld w- did a whole bit about that, but but it was on one of the uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. So it was it was a bit, but it was also kind of truthful that he loves getting just like a roadside cheeseburger. And he says that he does get those selfies and people thinking he's slumming it or something. Right. He just genuinely loves getting a <laughs> cheeseburger, but everybody thinks, oh, you could, you could buy this whole restaurant. Right. I mean, and that is an interesting thing when, yes, he could But you buy still the had a childhood and yes. you still got Happy Meals like, as a kid. What's wrong a cheeseburger? Right. For sure. Cheeseburgers are great. The thing I hate most is when you go to a fa- – because I like whenever I get taken to a fancy restaurant, I hate fancy food. And I'll, and I'll like – if I'll get whatever's closest to a burger. And the worst is when they bring you a burger – and then they try to make it fancy. Oh, I don't like that And I'm that like, either. look, I know you're a fancy restaurant. The plainer, the better. <laughs> but the reason I ordered the burger was to not have the fancy thing. Right. Right? I don't, don't want sauces. I don't need it on a on a brioche, brioche bun. bun. Yeah, like, don't do that. Uh, Why do we both go to brioche? Yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> we're weird. The... We're all weird in this room. It's just too fancy. And you're listening to us. Uh, Alyssa Milano blasted on the internet, and I think this is interesting. So Alyssa Milano... She was from Who's the Boss, and then she's like a women's rights advocate, so to speak. And uh, she's out on the Internet raising money to send her son to Cooperstown with his baseball team. Now, this is weird because we were just talking about how rich people can enjoy regular things like hamburgers. Right. But I saw this, too, and I just thought, you got to be kidding me. You're tone deaf. Yeah. Wait, wait, you can send your so kid yourself. Her goal is $10,000 for everyone else to pay for her kid's 
Uh, I mean, gosh, we could put GoFundMe's up for our kids' college. I mean, yeah, right? I thought it would work. $7,500, that's where she is now, to send <laughs> this, these kids to Cooperstown. I mean, that is insulting, well, I think. Didn't, there's a Who's the Boss reboot in the works, and I don't think she's doing it. Um, so I'm like... If I don't you, think she plays well in the sandbox with others, yeah. but that's just... If the, you need the 10K, just... <laughs> go do the... Go do four episodes of Who's the Boss Now on Netflix. Right. Like, I would probably watch that, to say. <laughs> uh, Kevin Costner says he had strong suspicions about his ex-wife, Christine Baumgartner, and their neighbor having a wild affair. Well, I'm sure the neighbor was more masculine than Kevin Costner. Mm, we're not going to even go there. <laughs> uh, hard to believe that 36 years ago in 1988, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera opened on Broadway. It's now the longest running show in Broadway history. How many times have you seen it? 3 or 4? Yeah. How about you? I've uh, never seen it. Oh, really? oh that's cool. I, I would have I, lost money on that bet. I I mean and I love Broadway musicals. Yeah. I've like, probably seen it about 4 or 5 times. I mean, it's wonderful. Great. It is different when you see it. I'm going to say, I'm not a big Andrew Lloyd Webber Yeah, guy. but uh, the, the production, the chandelier, and the, yeah, and the boat and everything, and the can- it's really good. It's so good. And the boat. The boat? Yeah, the boat is good. The boat's I love great. It. And the chandelier in the beginning is great. Yeah, with the, the auction. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, let man. it scare you, Tom, but you got to go it see it. It scares everybody. It everybody does. jumps. Everybody jumps. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Octomoms octuplets are 15. What? Wait, what? Jeez. I just had to tell you this today. It's their birthday. I just... I always worried about these babies That's because be I just more than 15 years ago. No, it's just 15. They're only 15. But how did she like, how is everyone still alive? Like, I mean, <laughs> I had three in diapers at one time and had family and, you know, helpers. And I mean, everybody, you know, around was like takes a village. And this lady didn't have, I think, even a spouse. And she had 15 babies at one time. Well, and she was crazy. Yeah, and that yeah, is true. She, I, right. But she also made some money. Money. Early on, I'm was, not enough to feed that many people. Come on, you know, you go to buy tennis shoes for 15 kids. Yeah, I mean, do the math on that. I am. Um, I always thought it was interesting that they were all born on the same day. Like eight kids, that's a long labor. Like you would think, you know, if you go into labor at 10 o'clock at night, you're gonna have, you're gonna cross you're over the midnight. You're getting into the weeds here, but I mean, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, or they could. Do a cesarean, and then it's just like one of the different. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. She probably wasn't doing it that way. Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah. I don't know. Bob Euchre is ninety today. Happy birthday to him. Wayne Gretzky is sixty-three. Ellen DeGeneres is sixty-six. Anita Baker also sixty-six today. And over the weekend, you have a little football to watch. Uh, you've got the championship games: the Ravens and the Chiefs, and the Lions and the Forty ers Right? Yes, did I get that good. right off the top of my head? And uh, let's ask Tom O'Keefe what he thinks the matchups will be. Like, who wins? He doesn't I've, know. I've already forgotten the teams oh, you just said. right. You're not a sports guy. Yeah, I don't care guy. anything about But sports. you might like this. Dakota Johnson is hosting Saturday Night Live. And this makes it even better. Justin Timberlake is a musical guest. My friend Brooke drove to Tennessee last week for this last-minute ice show that he was doing in a small theater. And she lucked out, got in. Got to see got to see him perform and says this new album is fantastic. He thanked his mom because that's where he's from. You know, I kind of I've seen I've already seen a lot of blowback online because his new single is called Selfish and one Brit Brit Spears has a song oh. called Selfish and people are like that's they're selfish. not they're not allowing his comeback. So I wonder if her memoir, The Woman in Me, uh will affect Timberlake's rise to 
power here. There's definitely a lot of people who were very mad at him once uh, culturally we kind of realigned our thoughts yeah. on Britney Spears. Yeah, that's but a good But at the point. same time, you also got to remember, like, you thought the same way he did at the time. Mm. Right? I just don't think he'll be coming out and doing Cry Me a River. Well, he did I'm... it at a concert not too long ago and took a lot of heat for it. Right. Yeah. So, so that's so. why I'm, I'm what, but uh, Dakota Johnson, that'll be get a lot of people to watch. So, I'll watch. Yeah. I'll watch that. I'm going to watch some football. Some SNL should be a good weekend. Let's take a break and then we'll reconvene right here on the Big 550. There you this go. This says clean on it. It says clean version. I didn't even hear it. Well, good. Yeah. I hit the dump button. Nothing bad. <laughs> it's the Big 550 KTRS. All good stuff on a Friday. We're glad you're with us. And We're... I played that song because it's from a movie that Tom is about to review. Oh, okay. Which is also not safe for work. Tom O'Keefe from Real Spoilers. It's a downloadable podcast. You can listen to it. You can download it. You can listen to it again. You can pause it. You can fast forward it. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, hey, Tom, uh, another little introduction here. Thanks for joining us today. Tell us about the movie. Saltburn. Like, I don't even know if it's safe for home. Have you heard about this movie, Julie Buck? No. Oh, you know really? Anything, no. Do you know anything about it, Julie Nope, Buck? I don't, other than something about a rich student and some horrifying events and a guy named Felix. That's all I got. Okay, so, uh, so yeah. So how do you put this, I feel like is it, where where are we going here? Is it is this dark? Is it dirty? Is it all yes. of the above? All of the above. Yes. Okay. So remember, picture our boss right now, Tom O'Keefe. Well, our boss, not your boss. But, okay. And and <laughs> picture him in the room. And <laughs> how would you describe this movie? In other words, tread lightly <laughs> in around. Words, in other words, don't get you fired. Yes, is what you're saying. that is what yes. I'm saying. I think what you would say is don't watch it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would say why well, I li- I liked it, but I think that for I think for anyway. So the premise of this movie is that a uh, a student uh, with uh, that doesn't come from a very wealthy background is going to Oxford, and he ends up getting befriended by someone who is very wealthy, and gets invited to their estate called Saltburn for the summer. Where he well, that sounds lovely. I know lovely. that sounds awesome. So far, the the, the end. Okay, um, <laughs> is this a true story? No, okay, it is not a true story. Um, but it does kind of feel like one of those like weird true crime stories. But it it is not true. And so he ingratiates himself with this family, and then people start to die, and and he is, uh obsessed with the the friend who invited him back and so it's it's got kind of a talented mr ripley kind of just a vibe. going to ask if julie ever watched the talented mr ripley which had matt damon jude law and gwyneth paltrow no yeah and, and philip seymour hoffman's in that too was john malkovich in that no he did a, a sequel oh called that's Ripley's right that's Game. what i'm seeing yeah. Yeah, yeah but i liked that movie a lot and this is very similar except that movie was trying to evoke a classy hitchcock kind of vibe right and this movie is doing more of a who would you call it like an artsy grindhouse maybe yeah i mean, I mean it's so it's definitely got this art house veneer to it but it's also a very like seedy movie with the way he's obsessed with this guy and there are scenes in this movie that i won't even begin to describe for the audience yeah but that's probably a great call but there 
there, whatever you're thinking I might say next, I assure you, it's worse and you're not even close. Yes. Does that seem fair? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, On the text line from the 618, I recently watched Saltburn. It was gross. I can't yeah. disagree. Yeah, I yeah, think I, it's it purposely it's, gross. It's doing this on purpose. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Like it's it it has no illusions, and so it's a hard movie to review in that. Like I enjoyed the ride, but when I got to the end, I don't know that it was really worth it all. Okay, right? well then on the flip side of this, we've got a listener named Ed Becker that listens to the show all the time, and he says, "Hi, I loved Saltburn. I watched it this week." And the killing of a sacred deer. Yeah, killing of a sacred deer is another very odd movie from yeah. a different filmmaker. Now, okay. Saltburn was written and directed by a young woman from England, I believe, named Emerald Fennell. Yeah, and she also did Promising Young Woman, which, which I was, loved. Oh, one of my top movies that year. Yeah. Uh, but that movie, which was also a very transgressive sort of hashtag Me Too kind of film. But the ending, I felt, over-explained things a little bit. The same thing happens in Saltburn. She kind of goes through and says, oh, remember this? Well, this was what was going on. And I thought it was a bit on the nose. I agree the ending doesn't stick the landing. But, man, did I I enjoy it because it was so audacious and, and weird. Certainly not a movie that I'd recommend to a grandma. Yeah. It's a very polarizing film. But and a lot of it's it. going to come down to... How adventurous are you in your film choices? Like when we were talking last no, segment not. about food, <laughs> right? And how like I don't like fancy food. Yeah. So if this was a movie, it's fancy food. Like not so fancy that it's out that it's you know it's not one of those like experimental student films or something. But um, but it's definitely like it 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 wears its art house pedigree on its sleeve and so like if that's the sort of film that you don't have a lot of patience for you're you're not going to have a lot of patience for this film so mm. it, it really it comes down to what do you like in a movie mm. Probably not this is the yeah. vibe I'm, you don't think this would be a Julie Buck kind no, of movie no, no I do no, not I, I can assure you you would not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You well, know, I, I, I mean, is it violent? Is no, it, I mean, there's uh, some violent, but some off-screen violence. Yeah, it's more it, of, a, of a sexual. It's nature, more of the the sexual stuff that gets a little out there, and, again, and by a little, I mean a lot. And on purpose, they're doing this to push the audience. Yes. I think, but uh, you know, it was not nominated for any Oscars at all, and I kind of like that because it keeps it disreputable. Yeah, um, it's on Amazon Prime, so I think that's why a lot of. Um, I don't even know. How oh, to so you can this. watch it at home. If you have yeah. Amazon Prime, it's, as Tom says, baked right in. But I think because of that, a lot of people say, oh, let me see what this is. I've Play. heard people talking about yeah. this, and it's it's having this kind of viral moment on Instagram and TikTok. And so I think there are people that are like, well, I already got Prime. I might as well check it out, that maybe wouldn't check it out <laughs> if it was just only playing at Plaza Frontenac. Exactly. Right? And, and, so- and so, and there are things like in the movie, there are some very like wickedly funny moments in the movie, but there is also some very disturbing images. Overall, I liked the movie. I don't think I liked it as much as, as Max did but um but i did enjoy it but i do have a tough time just giving it a blanket oh, recommendation sure. to people because it, it is a it is a very uh acquired taste all right no pun intended well i mean i don't know <laughs> oh, how many oh, Tom. <laughs> oh no is that bad if it's you've bad. seen the movie you're either throwing up or laughing right okay yeah. well with that said how many uh smiley faces would you give this movie <laughs> I, 
I, I would give it three. So three out of five yeah. from Tom O'Keefe on Real Spoilers. Is that the movie you're going to dig into even further? It is. And you can let it rip a little bit more on your podcast, yes, right? Yes, we can. There's a lot to talk there about. Is there is a lot of meat on that bone. You know, I, yeah. th- there was a, a day recently that uh, I, I forget exactly how this worked out, but Katie, my wife, was able, she had a couple of hours at home, and she's like, I'm going to watch a movie. And she'd heard about Saltburn. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't said anything about it. So she so she watched it. And when I got home, she's like, well, I watched a movie today. I'm like, what did you see? And she said, Saltburn. And I thought, this could go a million different ways right well she loved it and she loved how crazy it was but the one scene that you were just alluding to she was like i had to stop the movie because i thought i was gonna throw up it's funny when people <laughs> say the one scene because there are three yeah. separate scenes in the movie that are that are sexually disturbing and but people always say that one, one scene, scene and i was like when you say that one scene there are two other scenes that you're kind of giving a pass to, and it says a lot about who you are in terms of what, what those other two scenes uh, are. Someone else <laughs> says, don't watch with kids. Well, no, it's rated R. There's well, no. plenty of restricted And they movies. also said it's gross, so yes. there you I mean, go. But that's that's any rated R movie. Don't watch it with your yes. kids, please. I mean, okay, yeah, but th- this person saying it's particularly gross, and somebody else from the 636 says, I'm a 79-year-old grandma, loved Saltburn ending. Uh, um, don't read the rest of okay, that. Okay, not going to read the okay. rest of that. But I agree. And, but, it, was, it was a hoot. But I will say, 79-year-old grandma, thank you for proving us wrong with yeah. our stereotypes. I, I love it. Somebody <laughs> else from the 785. Now you're making me want to see the movie because you're like, what I are feel they like I'm about? so left out of the joke yeah. here. Um, is there a Kurt Russell movie called Escape from Earth coming out? No, that's just fan art poster that's all over Facebook. But it, I mean, but they, I thought he did something with his son Wyatt, a, a a movie or he did a television show in the Godzilla universe called but that has Monarch. nothing to do with no yeah. okay text. it's but not th- okay. they've been kicking around a third escape from movie for a while but there is nothing real well and the second one was so bad oh it was awful and I love John Carpenter and I love New York but L A was so bad well what was that Mars movie that John Carpenter Ghost made Ghost of Mars Ghost of Mars that was supposed to be an escape from movie really and they retooled it because Escape from L A did so poorly it was not good uh, his last movie John Carpenter's last movie was called The Ward and it had uh, Amber Heard in it before she was in oh it. yeah I've yeah. not seen it do you think she'll ever make a comeback nope I don't <laughs> <laughs> okay well. he, he would, would, didn't even think about it that's like hard nope. pass uh, well, that pretty much sums that up. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be back with more of The Carney Show on the Big 550 KTRS. Can I point out, Julie Buck, by the way, this is the Carney Show. Carney's off today. That's Julie Buck. I'm Max Boise. Tom O'Keefe is here. We were going to talk about Saltburn off the air, about some of the more d- disturbing scenes. And Tom did not want to say what the scene was, even off the air, in front of Julie. And he was going to text it to me. You know that's what? How, you are a gentleman. I would like to say. Just, and my just, husband would say that he thanks you for that. I just know that you get very perturbed. Do by I? that sort of talk, yeah. Like, even when I've made like mild I'm not like a locker jokes, room like you, type and, of a person, and this is like next level. Oh, okay. and so <laughs> like next level. If you were on that level, everyone on that level, if they hurt, would be like, "Oh, I don't know about that." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and I was just like, I should probably text that 
so you don't have so to go to HR. So now you just send a creepy text. To, so I don't have to go to HR. So you just <laughs> yeah. you just texted it to Max? I've no, seen the movie. He so. figured out what I was referring to. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. It's, All right. But I was going to text it. And then, to make it even worse, I opened up and started texting. And it, he, I had forgotten he was not the last person I texted. Oh, so no. that would have been a very oh. – to just send a random description of that scene to someone. <laughs> you would never hear from you again. It's you like, would be on a deserted island yes. with canceled people. You know, we yes, do have a Max on Movies giveaway. You can tune in to Max on Movies uh, over the weekend here on KTRS, and I'll be r- running down the Oscar nominations. I'll give my thoughts on every single category, who I think is going to win, uh, the things I was happy about, like Godzilla Minus one being nominated for an award and the snubs that I was unhappy about. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, but at Maximum Movies Giveaway right now, we have digital copies of the new animated film that was produced by Seth Rogen. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And earlier in the year, I guess it was last year, Tom O'Keefe and I were talking about the movie. Neither one of us giant turtle fans. Uh, as far as the franchise goes, but we both liked the movie. We thought yeah. it was fun and, and funny. If you do like the Turtles, this is one of their funnier outings, and the animation is really wonderful. For your chance to win a free digital copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, thanks to my pals over there at the studio, all you have to do is text in your email address to 84126. Text in your email address now to 84126, and I will randomly select 10 of you to win a copy of TMNT Mutant Mayhem. All right. Thank you, Max. We always appreciate that. And I know a lot of people will want to have a copy of that. Look at the first text that we have in there. You see that? Cowabunga. Pizza time. (laughs) It's pizza time. Oh, my gosh. I remember going to see that movie on a date when I was like 18, like the original one. Not this movie. Not this. Oh, heck no. no. Okay, now I have to ask. You went to see the first TMNT on a date. Was there a second date? Oh, yeah, there was. Okay. Uh huh. Interesting. It didn't seem like that would be your jam. I see. I felt like you'd oh, be wasn't like, "Why my jam? Why did this weirdo did take you me to, this to movie? have pizza afterwards?" Probably. I yeah. went on a date one time and took a girl to see a cartoon, and she was upset that I took her to see a cartoon because those are they are those are for kids. And she was like, "Man, we never went on another date." Was it Fritz the Cat? Did no. she never watch The Simpsons here's, or Family Guy? Here's the thing. The movie I took her to, so this was a real, like, sorting hat moment. Like, it was good to get this girl out of my life. The movie, the oh kids' God. movie I took You're her to. You're on fire today. The kids' movie I took her to that was not to her standards, Toy Story. Oh. I'm like, if you walk out of Toy Story and, and you, you can't have be a good happy, time, then good, good riddance. You Especially. are a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Like, seeing that in 1995 on the big screen, a computer animated nothing film, like it. There was nothing like it yeah. back then. Yeah. And it's still fun to watch. It's still a great movie. Like, oh. what sort of So you didn't have a friend killer. in her, is what you're saying. No. No. I was like, good riddance. I also went to see, I guess, I guess there's something weird about me, because another guy took me to see the movie Kindergarten Cop on <laughs> Date. <laughs> and there was no second date there. No. That's that makes sense. Yeah, tracks. That's as, but you can't always like the so the first the movie I went to see the first movie I went to see with the woman who is now my wife, and I'm assuming we'll say that way, uh, was Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Mm. So that says a lot about a person. But it was it was a screening and I was like, I have to go to a screening tonight. Do you want to tag along? And yeah. she's like, sure. And so our first movie was 
Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Back when, when Katie and I were dating, she would go to every screening with me, no matter the movie. And I would even tell her, I have to see this for work. It's not going to be good. And she was like, no, I'll go. That yeah. wore off. After now a she's while. not gone to one in like 10 years. Because she realizes, wait a minute, you know, a lot of these are really bad. That yeah. Like, you know, like for instance, next week we have to go see Argyle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not what is be- that about? Uh, I think it's a cat who's a secret agent. No, they like they keep going to the cat and the thing, but it's like it's it kind of has a romance in the stone vibe in that it's about a, a this woman who writes secret agent style romance novels, and that it turns out her books are actually revealing what's going on, and so they try they abduct her to try to get her to. Write the next one to figure out what's up. Which, which is very yeah. romancing the stone, but also something it called is. The Lost City from last year with yeah. Channing Tatum. Oh my and, uh, gosh, we Sandra watched Bullock. that. It's romancing yeah. the stone. It, it was yeah. absolutely, I would say, kind of delight, absolutely delightful. Can I say that? I, absolutely kind of. I, mean, I, I took the kind of out. Absolutely delightful. I think she's afraid to have an opinion on movies around here. I, so. I am. It's but, Well, kind of, you two are a lot when it comes to the movie and breaking I it down. I, I haven't know. seen Lost City, but I've heard great things, even though it's very much a Romancing the Stone knockoff. But Romancing the Stone was perceived as an Indiana Jones knockoff. Right? Oh, you're so right. Except more of a comedy, certainly, than... Certainly more of a romance. Yeah. I, you know, I, I couldn't get past that romancing the stone with lost city it's fine chin tatum is delightful and daniel radcliffe is the villain he does a great job they should put him in more things he's yeah. a talented guy but no i thought it was just too much like romancing the stone i think though it probably it works for a lot of people because romancing the stone has not kind of stayed in the pop culture yeah. zeitgeist in the True. way a lot yeah. of other movies have which is a shame because the movie is a blast i remember going to see it with my mom and like not wanting to see it because I was like, this just looks like an Indiana Jones knockoff and it's going to be bad. But it was the only thing. Where'd showing. you go to see it at Ronnie's or at the Esquire? So or? the weird thing is we were on vacation. And so we were actually in uh, Carmel, California. Oh, cool. When we went to see it. And Clint so that's Eastwood was the mayor. Yeah. He was at the time, actually. Yeah, really. And uh, and so I was just like, well, there's nothing else going. What are we going to do? Sure. It's the only one I haven't seen. And my mom wants to see it. And she hardly ever goes to movies. That's fine. And then like. When I get back from vacation, I'm telling all my all my other you know 15 year old friends, I'm like, no, this movie's really good. You should totally go see it. So, and your other 15 year old friends, they probably didn't agree. Yeah, they just called me something home. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. On the, <laughs> the Michael's Bath text line from the 314, I took a date to see Apollo 13. I knew she was too young when she started crying. I had to say, uh, hey, they made it back okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, spoilers. Oh, that is really Don't take funny. Take see Titanic. So, yeah, what else is going on with your podcasts? Let's go down the list. Sure. So, uh, real spoilers, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll be doing Saltburn. So if you want to- The dirty version. The of- dirty version. Yeah. If you want to hear what those scenes were actually about and hear us- talk about them uh that you can that'll be out probably next thursday by the time we actually get edited and everything and then my wife and i have uh two podcasts that we do together the first is the clip out which is all about peloton so if you are a peloton user and want to know more about what's going on with your favorite instructors or cool classes to take things like that we do that every week on the clip out and then we also have another one about tonal which is kind of like peloton but for strength training and that's called the superset. All right. And at the family arena, anything going on or just a big rehab going on right now? Uh, well, that doesn't start till the summer. So oh. um, we have a cheerleading event going on this weekend. And then uh, and then coming up in like two weeks or two and a half weeks, we have Mizzou to the Lou, their gymnastics event, which is selling extraordinarily well. So if you're on the fence about getting tickets, I would not wait. 
And then we just announced last week, uh, November 9th, we have uh, Sammy Kershaw, Aaron Tippin, and Colin Ray all on the same night. So if you like your 90s country, there you go. All right. Good stuff. Tom O'Keefe, Real Spoilers. You can download the podcast. 210 on the Carney Show. It's the Big 550. I'm Julie Buck with Max Foise and Luis Noya. Carney is off today, but the plan is for him to return on Monday. Let's take a minute and talk about you taking care of you for a minute. I think the best way to do that, for women anyway, is to go to STL Women's Lifestyle Solutions dot com and get to know Dr. Allison Walsh. I've been working with her for a couple of years and she has helped me with so many different things. And I don't want to make this about me. I just want you to know that I wouldn't bother to tell you about this if I didn't think that this was worth your time and worth your while. She has really helped me out. You can feel like yourself again and you don't have to live with hot flashes and mood disturbances and insomnia and weight gain, mental fog. All of those things can be a thing of the past with Dr. Walsh. And everybody is different. There's no set formula. We are all different. And she will go through your blood work with you and she will customize a plan that helps you with all of those things that I just mentioned. And then that weight loss component, which can be so hard after we turn 50. It's something I've struggled with for my entire life. I've tried everything under the sun and nothing has worked until now. Imagine that until I'm 50 years old, Finally got it figured out thanks to Dr. Allison Walsh. She really is fantastic. She's an OBGYN. She's got that practice going. She also has her clinic, which is St. Louis Women's Lifestyle Solutions in Creve Corps. She can meet with you in person and go over everything, or you can even do a virtual consultation, get your blood work done, and then virtually meet again, telehealth. She does all of that stuff, and she will help you with your problems, depending on what it is that you're suffering from. And she will pinpoint that, and she really solves a lot of mysteries for a lot of people. I've sent a lot of people her way, and everybody has come back with rave reviews, including my mom, who has gone to see Dr. Allison Walsh for various things. So I invite you to call the number, 314-919-9998. That's 314-919-9998, or simply go to the website, STL Women's Lifestyle Solutions. Dot com. What would you do with a brain if you had one? If I only had a brain. That's right. You normally hear this segment on Thursdays at 2 o'clock, but because of our radiothon for Backstoppers yesterday, we moved some Thursday elements to Friday. And boy, is it fun to talk to Marshall Brain on a Friday. Hello, Marshall. Hey, how are y'all doing today? We are good. Are you finished for the weekend? Get there. I have one spreadsheet I have to finish uh, calculating. But, uh, oh, and I have a funny St. Louis story from North Carolina. Well, let's hear it. The, uh, you, you all in uh, St. Louis have this magic place called the Danforth Plant Science Institute. Yes, you know, the Science Center. Center. Yes, we have our Science yeah, Center. The, yep. The, and so the, the plant science department here at NC State took us on a tour. And uh, and so the Danforth Center in, uh, in St. Louis came up and how they're trying to collaborate and so on. So that was 
I've been there, and it was fun to have a St. Louis reference yesterday. Oh, that oh, is great. Cool. And it's, we are very lucky in St. Louis. We've got a lot of different places for people to visit. Of course, you think the Arch, there's the Science Center, City there's Museum, the Magic House. I mean, Botanical yeah. Botanical Gardens. I mean, amazing place. our zoo is incredible. I mean, yeah. it, it go, Grant's Farm. Aquarium. And, yeah. You got to come back to St. Louis and allow a little bit more time next time, yeah, And Marshall. don't go visit Carney. Visit Julie and me. Yeah. <laughs> It was good to see him. I will make more time next time. Okay. We would absolutely love it. So let's get down to the stuff that we just can't figure out without you. Boy, we are going to talk death penalty. We're going to talk cold showers. (laughs) We're going to talk uh, feeling storms in your bones. But I have to ask the most important question we have on today's docket, Marshall Brain. Will eating snow kill Reese Witherspoon? (laughs) Well, it might. Uh, (laughs) So... So there, I don't know if you saw this, but last year there was a big, uh, you know, announcement where scientists said humans should stop drinking untreated rainwater. So, you know, even if you were to put a clean glass out on your deck and let it fill up with, you know, rain that fell straight from the sky, you shouldn't drink that because... There's so much of this uh, chemical called PFAS and now microplastics that have gotten into the atmosphere that it's mixing with rainwater and, you know, it gets above the levels humans are supposed to consume. And you think, wow, that is really unfortunate. But, uh, you know, and that same problem affects snow. So, and snow has other problems because you're collecting it off the ground. Ah. So you add those two things, and I, you know, it's it's sort of like uh, going to a natural area and drinking out of the stream. The water looks clean, right, and so on. But like no outdoors person would drink out of a stream but i do remember marshall back in the early 80s i do remember that they sold those snow cone makers where uh, some neighbors snoopy on it yeah and you could grab snow and throw them in the snow cone maker and uh i guess that was what reese was doing she she went outside she grabbed some fresh snow she said it was fresh and it was clean and white and uh and she ate it and and she has said you know what you only live once and i think well yeah you might not live very long if eat all that snow i you know it, it could be that we're over analyzing yes <laughs> and and she might be right here uh but it, you know if you if you dig down into the snow situation if you can find it where it hasn't it's not under a tree and it's not close to dirt and it hasn't been plowed and it's not yellow. I was going to say, and I thought, no, we don't need to say that. We're all adults here. But, Marshall, yeah. you decided to say it. Yeah. I I mean, I, we have a lot of dogs in our neighborhood, so you just don't know is the problem. All right. Good stuff. Um, we're glad that she'll be okay. At least <laughs> we think so. Um, okay. I can swear that this is true. Can you feel a storm? A storm's a brewing. Because of how your bones feel. The older I get, the more I understand this. Mm. <laughs> yes. That's because... And why, yeah. Yeah, 
because as we get older, we get things like arthritis and uh, either osteo or rheumatoid arthritis. And there's temperature changes that can have effects on arthritic joints and there's pressure changes. And so every time a storm comes through, it changes the barometric pressure of the area. And that's the air pressure that's pressing on our body. And when that fluctuation happens in people who are sensitive to it, they can, they're, they're responding to the change in barometric pressure. And we also know that cold just does not go well with arthritic joints Hmm. in some cases because it, it uh, cools down the fluid in the joints and makes it a little more viscous. So could be a real thing. And people have talked about this forever. So, you know, it, it definitely has some mileage on it. That's really amazing. And it's not the answer that I thought. That's why I love doing how stuff works with Marshall brain. You can go to marshallbrain.com because I'd always heard this too. And I thought, Oh, people are just going to make stuff up. Apparently it's a real thing. It is a real thing. And I, it's interesting that you bring up being cold and arthritis and how those two things don't really go together. But then on the flip side, there are so many benefits of taking a cold plunge, like in locker rooms, you see all these professional athletes that after the game, it used to be, you know, a heating pad. And now they sit in an ice bath because they've come to know that that is better for your body. And now we're finding out the benefits of a cold shower or a cold bath, as hard as it might be to do. Um, They talk about how it promotes all kinds of wellness. Yeah, I watched this documentary with Chris Hemsworth, and I think it was called Limitless. And and he challenges himself every week to do something even more crazy. But he would start his day with the coldest, like, icebox shower he could. And uh, it it was uncomfortable even to watch it. But apparently, yes, it uh, is wonderful for your body. Yep. I've heard that, too. And I've, I've done the cold plunge pool and I just recently did that, like last month on vacation. And as hard as it is to make yourself do it, hmm. it does make you, it makes your joints feel better. Or it did for me, so or maybe Marshall, I'm just old. how cold are your showers, Marshall? <laughs> I, you know, I take a shower so that it's warm and luxurious. <laughs> and it's like a, a good massage and it's uh, a time to think, you know, I'm not really trying to therapize myself. <laughs> And I'm taking this out, but I do have a son who is a a fanatical cold shower uh, proponent. Wow. So the the athlete thing, and Julie, when you talk about the cold plunge thing in the joints, that is uh, the the effects that that are anti-inflammatory from coldness on a muscle or tendons or something that's swelling and the cold can help that inflammation go down. And there's another therapy where you're oscillating between hot and cold. So you warm things up and then you cool them back down. And so you'll see people get in the hot tub and then they'll get in the cold, you know, shock tub or whatever. And then they'll get Mm. back in the hot tub. And I, I don't find that appealing, but it is, you're right. A lot of people are really 
into that kind of thing for the anti-inflammatory and the pain relief benefits of that cycle. Well, luckily, I don't, I, mean, I, don't, I don't work out, so Well, it's supposed to <laughs> help fight depression. It's supposed to improve right. insulin sensitivity, uh, metabolism, but you can't be in it too long if it's too cold or you could also lose a digit, right? <laughs> well, not in a normal household shower, but uh you know it, if if we were if we were in Norway and we were chipping away the ice on the lake and jumping in that you know super cold near freezing water then then you had to worry about hypothermia and stuff but in a normal household shower it's probably not going to go below 70 degrees 60 degrees something like that and i don't I don't think there's any limit besides just the discomfort factor and the, and the you know, running out of uh, patience. Throughout the week here on The Carney Show, when John and Julie and myself are discussing uh, various topics, we'll say, hey, that's a good law question. Let's save that for Johnny Law. Or that's a good tech question. Let's save that for Dan Morin. And we are kind of an odd show, uh, and uh, we have a lot of odd questions. And we'll say, that's perfect for Marshall. And that happened this week. I couldn't even begin to explain why we were talking about the death penalty and last meals, but we were. And it occurred to us that we don't know why we have this kind of odd tradition of honoring last meal requests. And when I was putting together the list of stories for you today, if you if you have it there in in, in front of you, Marshall, I, I don't know if you do, but uh, I was shocked at how far back this goes and the reason why originally we gave people a last meal. Yeah, it's like, hey, you've killed five people. Yeah. Um, we're going to put you, you to chicken. death, but what do you want? Chicken yeah. wings, sauce on the side? Wait, I mean, what? what now? But we do it. It's crazy. So why do we do yeah, it? Yeah, well, well, just to uh, put a, a bookend on that, in Texas, they've stopped doing last meals. Wow. Or, uh, what's the polite term for it? It's uh, There is... You know, last meal has, you know, bad connotations. So they came up with a euphemism, and I'm forgetting what the euphemism is. But anyway, they in Texas, they they stopped because this one prisoner ordered this really elaborate meal and expensive, and they said, sure, it's your last meal. Let's let's let him have it. And then he refused to eat it. So he had all this food (laughs) brought in. And uh, and just you know, kind of thumbed his nose at him. So they uh, did away with the last meal. The whole state of Texas. Boy, you ruined it you for everyone. Eat. I know he got them. <laughs> he kind of did. He kind of got everybody. Nah. Yeah. All well, right. That's bad. But the the thing you're talking about <laughs> was was the notion that you are putting a person to death, and the last thing you want is that person's ghost coming back and doing something bad to you. And this is so true. You... The the earliest ritual <laughs> was, was because we didn't want the, the person who was executed to come back and haunt the executioner. Now, I can understand <laughs> why hundreds and hundreds of years ago this might have been a thing, where people are superstitious and, well, fine, let's, let's give him all the kumquats he wants so he doesn't haunt us. But this is 2024, Marshall, and I can't believe that's how this got started. <laughs> well, 
Well, let's not forget that there's a ton of superstitious people still. But also, this, you know, it becomes sort of a tradition and an expectation, sort of like having turkey on Thanksgiving. So, uh, so you know, it, it seems like a polite kind of no-effort uh, ceremony to have for someone who you're about to extinguish their life. Uh and I guess it just is appealing enough that, that it's carried on, uh, except in Texas. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of with Texas on this one. No, thanks. I'm I think not states will follow interested Texas. in my tax dollars going for. Uh, well, and <laughs> if it's really to prevent hauntings, I Curly's. think we're fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think the hauntings are going to happen. I, I think we it's a do chance it. we're willing to take. Now, Marshall Brain. If we do away with it and everybody gets haunted, then we'll bring it back. We always have the option to bring it back. Right, Marshall? That's an excellent point. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Have a great weekend, and thanks for calling in today and hanging out with us and answering our burning questions. All right. You too. See you in a bit. All right. We'll talk next week. Thanks. That's Marshall Brain from MarshallBrain.com. We'll come back in just a minute, and we'll check traffic and some other stuff on the way. All right. It's Friday afternoon. You can scoot out a little early, maybe. I don't know. Let's go to Captain Paul in the KTRS Traffic Center now and have a look at the roads. And Julie, we are accident free right now. We do have a stalled vehicle on the southbound 55 exit to southbound 141. A stalled car on the entrance ramp to 270 north from Gravoy. Road work on westbound 44 past 141 is blocking the left lane and construction on 55 north past Arsenal has the left lane closed there. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big 550 KTRS. All right. Thanks, Captain Paul. A couple of questions before you go. Who do you have for football this weekend? Uh, who are your two picks? I am. I don't. I'm not necessarily picking anybody. I think Baltimore is a favorite in San Francisco, right? But uh, you I'm want root, the opposite. I'm, I'm rooting for the underdogs. <laughs> okay. Kansas City because it's a Missouri team, and Detroit because my sister lives in Northern Michigan, and she's kind of excited about the Lions, even though she grew up in St. Louis. Yeah, I've got a family friend, and uh, her husband is from. Detroit, and he's super excited yeah, about this I, because it's been thirty years I've for got those some people. Family who are also from there, and they can—they're beside themselves already. So I'm really pulling for the Lions. I hope they can do it. I'd love to see Baltimore back in it too. I just think they're really impressive as far as a, a team goes. You know, it's the Lions are kind of like the Blues. It, it took us, I think, fifty-two years to win the Stanley yeah. Cup, and so I'm, I'm rooting for them because they've been. Uh, They've had a long drought. Yeah, that's very nice of you, Paul. You know, Paul Kopsky, we just did our How Stuff Work segment with Marshall Brain, which is normally on Thursdays, but we had our radiothon for Backstoppers yesterday. So we moved Marshall to Friday. It was fun to talk to him on a Friday. One of the things we talked about was a little odd. It was the practice of last meal requests for those on death row. And it was revealed that this was originally put into place because the executioners didn't want the condemned haunting them. And yet, through superstition, we just continue it to this day, which is weird. Now, Texas has said, we're done. I think other states will probably follow that. But in the meantime, Paul, let's say that you're convicted of something heinous, you know, massacre or whatever. (laughs) Oh, God. Very possible. Possible. Oh, no. And uh, we'll say, yeah, Paul, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And and you are scheduled to die. And uh, they oh, come to don't you say that. And they say, Paul, what is your uh, last meal request? What would it be? Well, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. Pretty vanilla. I love a, a good steak, cooked medium, baked potato, butter, and sour cream, 
and it's a good meal. Green beans to make it a little healthy. Well, that wouldn't matter though. See, <laughs> yeah, you, you could eat fried green beans if you wanted to because you know you could dip them in ranch and caramel sauce on top of all of it. Now, because see, you're not going to be skip the salad around. Too, by the way. Yeah, skip the salad. <laughs> Instead of asking Julie and Luis what their meals would be, I want Paul to give his thoughts on what do you think Julie's last meal request would oh, be? Oh, this is a loaded question. Yeah. Careful, wow. Paul. That's why I what did it. Careful, Julie's Paul. meal be? Yeah. Uh, That's why something maybe a little exotic. Uh, <laughs> okay. You mean like, like what? Like, like lobster or yeah, shrimp? Yeah, like some like... seafood maybe. Okay, yeah, okay. I like yeah. some grilled yeah. shrimp. I guess that's go. exotic to me, but not to everybody because okay. I'm not a seafood guy. I thought you were going to say Starbucks since I have a Starbucks cup sitting right here. Coffee? Interesting. Yeah. As your last meal? Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's that's wouldn't what I be good. Too. Like I wouldn't would sleep sense. well. No. Oh, but that wouldn't matter either. Okay. Well, you wouldn't rest in peace. No, you're right. <laughs> and you start haunting people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I would... Paul, if you are ever condemned, I'll make sure you get a nice steak. That would be good. Thank you. Uh, or you just just be a good guy, and <laughs> and we, we can still get you a steak. I'll try not to days. kill anybody or anything. Okay, that would be great. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back uh, with more on the Carney Show and the Big Five Fifty KTRS. Back on the Big 550 KTRS, uh, we're on our way to 2.40 in the afternoon. It's Julie Buck, Max Boise, Louise Noya with you on the Carney Show. Carney is off today. He will return on Monday. Our best to him, of course. And at 3 o'clock today, Heidi Glaus and Josh Gilbert will take over the airwaves and take you up till 6 o'clock this evening right here on the Big 550 KTRS. So earlier today... Former President Trump was in trial. He walked out of the courtroom, and we'll speak with Royal Oaks from ABC News to bring us the latest on that. This is with the defamation trial uh, brought by E. Jean Carroll. I know that Trump at one point was quoted as saying, I don't even know this woman. And uh, I, I think the judge has had to strike a lot of his, like he was supposed to give yes or no answers. And of course, being Trump, he's like, a lot of people are saying and doing yeah. the whole, and they're like, no, just yes or no. So it'll be interesting to see what Royal Oak says about the uh, recap, because I guess this part of it is over. And now it's up to what the judge. To now deliberate? it's up to a jury, I think, to really, decide how trial. much money, oh, wow. how much money they're going to um, award her, award right. her interesting for the defamation case. So. We'll see what happens. I mean, man, never a dull moment, you know, I mean, in all of this stuff. Absolutely. Um, And, uh, you know, the Today Show has been a really fun show. Know the Show was great. Tom O'Keefe, Brendan Weesey, Marshall Brain. It's been a great show. Now, Monday, we have another great show coming. Uh, Martin Kilcoyne will join us. John Carney returns. And we've got the executive director of the St. Louis Aquarium, Tammy Brown. Okay, this is good, people. Listen to what this is. Now, yesterday we had the aquarium on to talk about how what a great place it is for kids to come and families to come. This is a little different. You have to be 18 and, and older to uh, take a bite out of Valentine's Day. You can, for a small fee, $5, $10, $25, Get a mealworm, a cricket, uh, or just some veggies and feed them to an animal in the name of an ex. Okay, so explain that in regular old, you know, so if you've got an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend mm-hmm. and you know Likey, you mm-hmm. can do this and feed it, You, you feed pay, a mealworm. Let's say that you pay 15 bucks for a cricket. You call the cricket Julie Buck. And then you can watch a live stream of Julie Buck getting devoured by one of their sea creatures. And what? it should make you feel lovely inside. 
It should lift a weight off your shoulders. It's a symbolic thing. They're doing it, I think, starting Monday all the way up until Valentine's Day. Not everyone has a Valentine. That's why we have Galentine's Day. And the aquarium, I think this is a a fun thing to do because the animals have to eat anyway. Why not symbolically watch them eat your ex? My question is, do you send your wife flowers to work on Valentine's Day? No. Okay. You just send them at home or you bring them home if you do it. I usually bring them home myself so I can say, ta-da. That's very nice. Okay. Because my thought is, back in the day when I was really young, I used to think, oh, all I want is to get flowers at work. Like, that's such a well, fun see, thing. my wife owns her own business. Yeah. So it's not like an office thing where other people would be like, oh, okay. But so now it's like, so. and maybe this is a sign of my age that it's like, well, now I got to carry the heavy vase with the water yeah. and put it in the car, How take it home. home? I mean, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you rather just have, be, you know, have them at home maybe? You know, or the, the last couple of years I have swung by there the, as a, a place that I won't mention because they don't advertise, but they could. Uh, and I'll swing by there on my way home and it's nice to come home with uh with some flowers. Or I could do the, the Carney thing, which is, oh, I forgot. Let me order these right now. Mm-hmm. And then WKF does a great job within like two hours delivering them. They do. He's done that a lot. A lot. And I'm just saying that because he's not here today. Yeah, Hi, he can't defend himself, but uh, that's okay. Um, I'm looking at our website today, and I KTRS.com, and I'm looking at the spotlight on the trip to Tuscany with Jennifer Blome. Because every time I hear her on the radio talking about it, I think, God, that would be so fun. I really want to go and check that part of the world out. But it's sold out. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, she's a popular girl. So whenever trips like that come along and she's going to be your host and she and uh, Mark will take you all around the world. And he was in the hospitality world for a long time. I just think that's going to be a fantastic trip. And obviously... Um, people agreed because you know, it's I, sold out. So McGraw has done these trips. People mm-hmm. get Carney's to done with. some. Carney has done some. Heidi's, H- Heidi's done. done some. Jennifer has done some. I'm not hearing the Julie Buck trip. Well, Where's you know the what? the Julie Buck trip? The Julie Buck trip would be to probably go down to Cardinal Spring Training. Oh, That okay. would be if I was going to I thought you were going to say Mexico. Well, I love you me love some Mexico. Mexico. I do. But, um... Yeah, I think that that would be such a fun thing to do. I don't know. We can definitely try to work on that. I love my St. Louis stuff. 84126 is the Michael's Bath text line. I don't have it in front of me right now, Julie, but do you have it in front of you? Are people chiming in? Um, People probably are, yeah. Um, Always great to go to the text line to see what the listeners say about the Carney show. Minus John Carney. Let's see. What was the name of the movie that you were talking about with Tom O'Keefe earlier? That's one of the questions. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Saltburn, and it is rated R. Ah, okay. Uh, Somebody else from the 314, the Danforth Center is in Creve Corps, not with the Science Center. Hmm. They are doing groundbreaking research. Okay, correct. But I thought Marshall Brain had referenced it, so maybe that's what he was talking about and not the actual Science Center. I don't know, but thank you, Texter. Um, that's pretty I've cool. never heard the Science Center called the Danforth Center, so I think he was probably talking about that place out in Creep Court, yeah. but I don't know. Could be. Uh, let's talk about St. Louis stuff, because we all love it, and the Missouri Athletic Club oh, is yeah. definitely a big the part M-A-C. of the fabric of St. Louis. The club has been around for over 100 years, and on the 17th of February, it's Good Fellowship Day. Now, this is a long-standing tradition that celebrates two of the most historic pillars 
of the Missouri Athletic Club. And those are camaraderie and athletics and people just getting to know each other. You can register for a free fitness class. You can enjoy lunch in the Sportsman's Club and commemorate the historic day at the MAC. I feel like there's just not enough of this going around these days. Camaraderie and athletics. It's so important, and it's a great way to be healthy um, with your mind and with your body, and you can do that at the Missouri Athletic Club. Lots of athletic classes that you can take. You can learn pickleball, tennis. Uh, the kids can be at the pool. Yes, believe it or not, the sun will return. They will open the outside pool. The downtown pool's indoors, of course. I'm sure you've heard stories about that. And there are a ton of dining options at the Missouri Athletic Club. Now, when spring comes, you're going to want to get the golf clubs out, and the Missouri Athletic Club is known for racket sports and camaraderie and all of that, but they also have a golf component. So maybe you've thought about joining a club for a while and wanted to get into it. Now is the time, and if you want to get on the wait list or see if they might have room to squeeze one more member in there because they keep it limited so that everybody can get in to do all the stuff that they want to do, and it makes it more fun that way. It's exciting and so much fun for the whole family. You can go online, macstl.org, and check it out, especially for Fellowship Day, which is on February 17th. Happy Good Fellowship Day from the MAC. Back on the Big 550 KTRS, we're wrapping up the Carney Show here. It's Julie and Max and Luis with you, and Heidi and Josh are getting ready to take over in just a little bit. But before that, we check in with ABC News and Royal Oaks. This is interesting, closing arguments in the Trump defamation trial today. Apparently, he took the stand. He left the building. What happened, Royal? And very emotional. Uh, This, again, to put it in context, is not one of the four criminal cases pending against Donald Trump. This is a civil case for defamation. E. Jean Carroll, uh, the woman who beat Donald Trump a year ago in a similar defamation case, she won $5 million. She had a right to have a second trial now. She's now looking for about $10 million. And uh, during the final arguments, uh, Donald Trump was not happy uh, when the, the other side started to put up their argument just stormed out of the courtroom. He did come back to listen to his lawyer. Uh, Bottom line is the the case actually was decreed, the outcome was decreed even before the trial started because pre-trial, the judge ruled that in the past, legally, Donald Trump has lost the argument and he, yes, did defame Eugene Carroll. So now the whole trial was just about how much money she could get, should get, of what are her damages. So that's what the jury is going to have to deliberate. So the judge, does he get the ultimate say in this or the jury gets the final say in what the amount is that will be paid to her? The jury gets the amount, uh, the final say as to the amount. Now, if the judge feels that the jury comes back with a number that's just totally ridiculous, let's say they come back and say, well, we really hate Donald Trump. It's a trillion dollars. The judge has the power to say, no, cool your jets. That's not rational. No rational jury could have said that, and so he can reduce it. Uh, but in general, whatever the jury comes up with uh, is going to be the final verdict. And the expert for the plaintiff's side, uh, Eugene Carroll being the plaintiff, 
they did a study and they concluded that the damages would be in the eight to twelve million dollar range. So that realistically is what the plaintiff side is going to be asking the jury for. I have a couple of questions here for you, Royal. First of all, I know that Trump took the stand. He was making he was uh, saying a couple of things, but if if he if this was if this is only about the money that she's going to be paid, was he simply saying I didn't defame her? Was he trying to argue that? You know what? Maybe I defamed her to the tune of five dollars. Exactly right. Uh, the judge was very strict with Donald Trump when Trump took the stand. And you remember, in the first defamation trial where he lost five million bucks, he not only didn't testify, he didn't show up for a single session of the trial. Well, this time he showed up for most of the sessions. He chose to testify, but the judge explained, "Look, this isn't about whether you defamed her." That's already been decided. That ship has sailed. You may only answer three yes or no questions related to the damages she suffered, threats to her life, emotional distress. Well, Donald Trump was unable to give one word answers. And so there was a kerfuffle over that. Uh, But the bottom line is, yeah, Donald Trump, of course, wanted to re-argue the underlying issue of whether he defamed her. The judge was not about to hear that. Uh, Trump pointed out, well, this is a a Bill Clinton appointee on the bench, uh, posting dozens of times on Truth Social, criticizing the judge, saying it was a witch hunt uh, and a con job. So uh, there was a lot of contention during the trial. Uh, the judge said, you probably want me to kick you out of the courtroom, don't you? And, the, and Trump said, yeah, I would. And so this is not your typical experience in court. And so the money, I mean, whenever we hear about judgments for plaintiffs or defendants, sometimes they'll say, OK, it's X amount of dollars. But because of lawyer fees and other kind of hangups, the person doesn't actually get that amount of money. So let's say they come back and they say, okay, it's $7 million worth of defamation. Will E. Jean Carroll actually see all of that Yeah, will she get the check or is it like checks in the mail or we have to go through 26 more trials? It's going to be a a, a percentage of that. Well, it's good news and bad news from E. Jean Carroll's uh, standpoint in terms of collecting the money. The good news is Donald is good for it. You know, whether he's worth a billion or half a billion or three billion doesn't matter. He's very capable of of paying a $10 million verdict. The bad news is if he loses uh, a certain amount, uh, she uh, he has a right to appeal. And when he appeals, he posts a bond to make sure that the money will be there down the road a few years from now when he ultimately loses an appeal, at which point the money will be available to her. So the shorter answer is, yeah, she'll get her money, but she won't get it right away. Oh, but she could. I mean, who knows what could happen in the next several years now? To be fair, he still claims that he doesn't even know who this woman is. Right. That's his claim. uh, And theoretically, uh, that that could be true. That could be his state of mind. But what the judge determined is when the previous jury decided that when Eugene Carroll said, hey, he sexually abused me and Donald Trump said she's a liar. And then the woman won five million bucks. That established as a matter of law, he's a defamer against her on this issue. And therefore, that's why this trial didn't relate to the question of liability. Did he really defame her? Instead, it was just about damages. So did she already receive the first five million? No, that that one's up on appeal. That one, he has posted a bond. And, you know, in a year or two, we'll get the appellate court decision. Who knows? Maybe the appellate court will say, oh, well, there was an error. We're going to give Donald Trump a new trial. Maybe they'll totally reverse it. Or they may say we're affirming the judgment. And at that point, he will have to fork over the five million bucks. Okay, just pretend that he's president again. Okay, like, don't freak out, people. But (laughs) if he is, could he pardon himself? Or is this not that kind of a case? 
No, the pardons only apply to criminal, criminal. matters, and this is a civil case, and got so it. There's, there's no luck on that front. Okay, just trying to figure out what well, we got Royal going Oaks on has here. All the answers. This you is do, I know. Nice a job. wealth of information. You Royal work Oaks. for a major network like ABC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, great job, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You, you too. Thanks. All right. Uh, Julie Buck, plans for the weekend. What do you have going on? I'm sure you're going to go over to the MAC for a while. You might hook up with Dr. Allison Walsh. You might go over to Genovese Jewelers. Sure. I mean, why not? Might go, go to Lori's Shoes for a little bit. Do some yeah, that's triad funny. Banking. That's so funny because I was at the doctor yesterday because I've, this is like old lady chat, but I have been having some problems and with like my back and my hip and all this fun stuff. And I went to this doctor and he and he said, okay, so here's the first thing I want you to do. And I said, okay, because I'm real anxious to get this fixed. First thing thing I want you to do. And I'm like, okay, mental note. He goes, the first thing I want you to do is to go to Lori's shoes and get some shoe inserts. And And I'm like, am I being punked? Am I on hidden camera? Literally what I thought. I'm like, I do commercials for Lori's shoes. And here you are telling me as a doctor, that's the first step into getting better is to getting proper orthotics in my shoes. And I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yes. And he wrote it down exactly what I need. And he said, they're so good at it. So I thought, you know what? That's good information to pass on to everybody. And I certainly will heed that and go there this weekend. Also going to spend some time with my nephews. Looking forward to that. My husband's been out of town for a little bit. And so I get to be with him this weekend. So all things are good, but pretty chill. A lot of football. Football, uh, football, football. Is that what's on your docket? That's exactly right. Going to go see a couple of movies this weekend. Going to watch some football this weekend. And, of course, be here bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for The Carney Show, which starts at noon. The Carney Show. It'll be happening on Monday at noon, and we will keep you company then. And don't forget to catch Girl Talk this weekend tomorrow at 5 o'clock right here on The Big 550. Heidi and Josh are ready to take over. Max and I are out. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday on the Big 550 KTRS.